Our colleague Jared Hopkins has been following a promising COVID drug that regulators may authorize soon. And it's called malnupiravir. Malnupiravir? Malnupiravir. I think it's named after the hammer of Thor, the classic character. Seriously? Yeah. No way. What's the hammer of Thor called? I think it's called like uh, Malnu. Okay, that's just a Thor hammer name. Oh, I see. Yeah, Malnir. It's an old Norse, obviously, not not my first language. Malnu Piravir is not an ancient mythical hammer. It's not a vaccine. It's a tiny red pill. Monopiravir is a promising COVID-19 drug and has the potential to be a game changer. It's an oral drug. It's something that you or I could take at home. It's easy to distribute. It's a capsule. This is what has been missing in the COVID-19 treatment toolbox. Now we potentially have the first oral drug. And now the companies that developed this pill have decided to give away the formula to most of the world for free. Welcome to The Journal, our show about money, business, and power. I'm Kate Leinbaugh. It's Monday, November 1st. Coming up on the show, the COVID pill and the plan to distribute it around the world. This episode is brought to you by Mercury. There's an art to making the complex feel simple. Everything should be in sync so that even the smallest part serves a bigger purpose. Simplicity can transform your business operations. That's why Mercury powers your financial workflows from the bank account, giving ambitious companies like yours the precision, control, and focus they need to perform at their best. Apply in minutes at mercury.com. One of the companies behind the COVID pill is Merck. It's one of the biggest drug makers in the world. Merck started researching how to fight COVID early on in the pandemic. If you go back to, you know, the first half of 2020, every major drug company essentially in the world was trying to figure out a way to address the pandemic, whether it's through treatments or vaccines. Every company was sort of looking through their their library of chemicals and approved drugs and should we repurpose them? I mean, Merck did that too. Merck first attempted to develop a vaccine, but it didn't go well. They had two vaccination programs and they were a little late to the game to begin with. They were further behind the other companies. They eventually started two vaccine programs, but both ultimately failed in clinical testing. So Merck started looking at drug treatments instead. These drugs wouldn't stop someone from contracting COVID, but once they had it, the drugs could treat the symptoms. One such drug was invented by Emory University as a way to fight other viruses. This drug, called malnupiravir, had been licensed by a small biotech firm called Ridgeback Biotherapeutics. And Merck teamed up with Ridgeback to see if this drug could work on COVID. 
Molnupiravir is different from other COVID drugs, which attack coronavirus's spike protein. What Molnupiravir attacks helps the virus reproduce. And stops it from being able to reproduce. Right. What has the clinical trial data for the pill shown? So there was a large-scale global trial, and what researchers found was that the pill reduces the risk of hospitalization and death by about 50%. One big promise of this COVID treatment is it's easy to use. It doesn't require a trip to the hospital like the current options do. Right now, there is a steroid called dexamethasone, but that's administered in a hospital. There's remdesivir from Gilead, and that's administered in a hospital, which is also an antiviral. There are antibody treatments that are injected into into individuals, but they're expensive. They involve sort of going to a hospital or a medical clinic uh, or a doctor's office and require several hours in that hospital in order to get the drug. But malnupiravir is just a pill. If you think about sort of drugs that you might pick up at your local pharmacy that come in a you know, bottle of pills, that's what we're talking about here. This could potentially be the Tamiflu of COVID-19. Tamiflu, of course, is the easy-to-use influenza drug that you can get at your, your local pharmacy. Such an easy treatment could make medical care for COVID infections a lot simpler. What this drug essentially does is prevent people from being hospitalized. And that will bring down the cost that healthcare systems around the world and governments around the world are having to devote to taking care of of patients and taking care of people sick with COVID. For the drug to fulfill its promise, Merck needs to produce enough pills to meet global demand. But there are challenges. It still needs regulatory approval, and regulators could limit the drug's availability to high-risk individuals. Plus, Merck doesn't have enough manufacturing capacity to meet demand on its own. Merck has been building up its manufacturing capabilities in the U.S., and this has been sort of a, a long process. They had to secure raw materials to make this capsule. They had to bring their plants online. And is the speed at which they're getting production underway comparable to drug development in, a, in normal times? They've had to move fast in assembling their manufacturing plants and, and capabilities. They've had to move faster than they normally do because Merck says, you know, we're in a pandemic and we can't waste any time. Another challenge is that the drug is going to be expensive. The U.S., for instance, has agreed to pay more than $1 billion for 1.7 million courses of the drug. In other words... The cost of the drug in the United States is about $700 under the current agreement with the U.S. government. But that's too expensive, really, for poor countries to be able to afford. So Merck needed to do something or figure out a different way to, to do this. After the break... Merck's plan to get the pill to the rest of the world. (laughs) 
COVID vaccines have been widely available in the U.S. for much of this year. But that's not the case everywhere in the world. In some countries, COVID vaccines are still really hard to come by. For much of the COVID-19 vaccine rollout, poor countries have had much less vaccine supply while rich countries are, are swimming in supply, basically. And a lot of poor countries, specifically in Africa, still don't have vaccine. So their vaccination rates are very low, but the virus is still spreading. And so the need for the pill in poor countries is especially high. Jared says Merck is trying to ensure that its COVID pill is accessible in poor countries too. A key part here is that manufacturing capacity has to be adequate to produce monopiravir. I mean, Merck says it can make 10 million courses of treatment itself by the end of this year. Merck had to look elsewhere for other partners to help increase supply for the rest of the world. And how could they do that quickly and efficiently and uh, at the same time without sort of sacrificing the scientific rigor, if you will, or, or sort of what the drug actually is, keep it the same exact drug? To do that, Merck licensed the drug to a few generic pharma companies in India. But that wasn't enough. So it turned to the medicine's patent pool. The medicine's patent pool has existed for a number of years now. They're backed by the United Nations. And their business model is they take this voluntary license, they sub-license it out to other drug manufacturers. And then, you know, the, the sort of the marketplace allows for drug prices to then fall down. Medicine's Patent Pool has done this with HIV drugs. They've done this with other drugs uh, to help expand access into poorer countries. And now it will do it for Malnupiravir. Last week, Merck licensed the drug to the MPP. Which essentially means that the Medicine's Patent Pool received the, the formula to make the drug. And what MPP is going to do is they are going to work with generic drug manufacturers around the world that will make the drug and supply it to countries in low- and middle-income countries. The idea is that enough manufacturers will be making Malnupiravir and be competing for supply deals that prices will substantially come down to either less than $20 for a course of treatment or less than $10 for a course of treatment, which makes the drug much, much more affordable to low- and middle-income countries. What are some of the countries that are part of this pool? We're talking about low- and middle-income countries, so the entire continent of Africa, which includes, like, South Africa, for example. Other countries such as Pakistan, Algeria, Iran, Latin America is part of this as well. While these licensing deals aim to improve access to Merck's pill, they have some shortcomings. There are a number of countries that are left out of these licensing deals, and that's a reason why drug access advocates are still critical of these deals. We're talking about countries that are higher income, countries such as Russia, countries such as Brazil. So they're, they're higher income on the scale, but they might be very large or they might have poor communities and there might still be an issue with access and cost to this drug, but they're not included. It's a little bit unclear, sort of, are they going to be required to do a deal 
a supply deal with Merck. We'll have to sort of wait and see. As part of the deal with the MPP, Merck won't receive royalties. And that's not so unusual for the company. Merck has a history of supplying drugs to poor countries for free. Merck is very famous for years ago making a river blindness drug free in Africa. Merck has this sort of history that they like to lean on and say, hey, we, we try to do the right thing. And it's interesting to think about this because early on in this pandemic, Merck was a little slower than some of these other drug companies to get a pandemic program started. And then they started one with vaccines and they had two vaccine programs. Well, those vaccines failed. So now they have a way to play a role in the pandemic response. And that's got the company, the company scientists, these folks excited. And the CEO was like, you know, we're ready to do this. We're ready to contribute. And how common is it for drug companies to license out a new drug in these ways? These have been common with certain diseases in poorer countries, such as hepatitis C, HIV. Vaccine companies have been urged by drug access groups to voluntarily license their technology out to other groups and other companies to increase vaccine production. The drug industry has resisted that, and they've said that that's not the way to increase production of vaccines, that it's best that they do it on their own, that there's limited personnel and, and knowledge, and it takes a long time to do all that. So the fact that Merck is doing this is sort of a big deal. And the fact that Merck has gone out and done these licensing agreements, could this become a new model for the pharmaceutical industry? The medicine patents pool hopes so. They are hopeful that more companies will be motivated to license out technology for COVID treatments and uh, in order to expand access. This is just one antiviral potentially for the world. And uh, as we've seen with the pandemic over the last 18 months, you know, we need as many sort of treatments as possible, as many drugs, as many ways to help people as we can, because it's, it's, been, it's been really limited so far. That's all for today, Monday, November 1st. The Journal is a co-production of Gimlet and The Wall Street Journal. Additional reporting in this episode by Betsy McKay. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow.